Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Recreational Critics Podcast, where we review streaming service films with our unqualified opinions. I'm your host, Jason, with my co-host and father, Marvin. How are you doing? This week, we're going to go over, well, probably about two topics. So it's going to be Netflix's Stowaway, starring Anna Kendrick, and dive into uh, the Amazon animated series, Invincible. So, you want to get started on this week? Let's do it. Some news. Uh, first off, apologies about last week. So, we didn't release an episode. Honestly, me and Marvin were both pretty tired that, that day that we usually record. And we both kind of just tapped out and didn't want to do it. So, you gave me a call. You're like, hey, you want to record today? I was like, ah, I'm not really feeling it. And you were like, all right, good. Because <laughs> neither am I. <laughs> so, we both weren't feel- really feeling it that week. Uh, but here we are this week. Two topics kind of make up for last week's. So, uh, first on the news. Charles Grodin and Paul Mooney both passed away this yeah. week. Yeah, Charles Grodin. He's from the old movie uh, Heartbreak Kid. Mm-hmm. Beethoven. And, and Beethoven. Oh, yeah. The, kid. Yeah. yeah. No, he's the father from Beethoven. No, his, in the movie Kid. Huh? The movie Kid. Oh, Kid, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, he is the father in Beethoven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... I didn't realize you were like were blending it. No, he was yeah, yeah, yeah. in like his fifties. And then of course Paul Mooney. Yep. Um, a famous stand-up comedian. He was also uh, he wrote a lot for a lot of the stand-up comedians like Richard Pryor and you know a few of the others. Um, and he helped with some of the sketches and he was a um, civil rights activist as well. Yep. Uh, I don't know how he died. Died of a heart attack. Mm. Mooney died of a heart attack, and then I'm not quite sure how Grodin died. How they were both like what in their eighties? I would think. Oh yeah, yep, both yeah. in their eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't say how he died. At least not yet. But yeah, they both died in their home, so at least that's nice. They didn't die of COVID, at least, right? Yeah. So, speaking of COVID, mask mandate has been lifted. Uh, for yeah. vaccinated people, yay! How's that been going at your job? I noticed they don't wear masks anymore. Um, it's um, pretty much you have to show like the proof of vac. You know, you have to have your card, your vaccine for employees or for customers. Um, you're supposed to be for both. Uh huh. So if your employees are vaccinated, how does that go? Do they not have to wear it, or if they're not vaccinated, they still need to wear masks? But if they are vaccinated, they don't have to. No, no. So are you wearing your mask at work? Yeah. Are you vaccinated? No. Oh, you're an anti-vaxxer. Mm, sort of, maybe. I what? Don't know. I don't know. I mean. Uh, I didn't know we had an idiot on the show. Hey, I think things through. You know, I try to anyway. Yeah. Is that why you called me at 825 today, said I'm on my way, and then showed up at 930? And then I called you back. Don't get it twisted. And you I called said, me back 40 minutes later. I know. And I was letting you know that I was running late because I had to go pick up your sister. She got stranded from where she was at. Yep. So I needed to go pick her so and when, her friend when up. When you called me, was that when you found out you needed to go pick her up? No. I was about to head out the door. Right. You were about to head out the door. Like I was actually um, finishing up eating. Uh-huh. And I called you. Yep. And I said, hey. Are you, when do you want to do this? You said, I'm ready at any time. Yep. I said, okay, I'll be, I'm going to head over there in a few. Yep. You said I'm heading over there now. Yeah. And as I'm heading out, yep. then all of a sudden your sister like text saying she needed to, a pick uh, up. Uh, to get picked up, but then yep. she wasn't where she was supposed to be at. Okay. So it got a little confusing. So when you found and out. And her phone was dead. So I had to try to track her. Come on, man. I ain't going to do this. What? When you found out you had to pick her up, is that when you called me? Mm-mm. You had already been on the move, then you called me. No, I was about to leave the house to come here. When you called me the second time? The first time. Second time, I called you when I had your sister in the car. Okay. See, that's what, that's what I was trying to clear up right yeah. there. I thought you were trying to say. Yeah, no, no. She was in the, her and her friend were in the car okay. at that time. I thought you were trying to say you called me when you were leaving the house the Mm-mm. second time. And I was like, that was 30 minutes later. No, no, no. Okay. I'll give you a pass on this one. Yeah. Now, last time it was the, NF- the NBA draft, or mm-hmm. the NFL draft. This time it's picking up your daughter. Two legit reasons. Two legit reasons. <laughs> we'll find out what next week's excuse would be, right? Oh, stop. 
<laughs> uh, so Kate Hudson, Catherine Hahn, uh, who's known for the villain from WandaVision, and then Leslie Odom Jr., who was in Hamilton, they are all joining the cast for Knives Out 2. Okay, okay. So I so is a lot of the original cast in it, or I think Daniel Craig is, and I think that's really it for right now. I, I think still haven't seen it. I need to. You have not seen it yet. I still have. Oh, not it's seen good. Knives Out two cast. Maybe that's something I'll do tonight. Dave Bautista's in it. In the new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's a good segue because the news that I just found out was that Dave Bautista. Um, said that this next Guardians movie will be his last. It will be his last MCU, um, his last appearance in any of the MCU movies. Oh, wow. That's yeah. going to be pretty terrible. He's funny, but he is getting quite older. I think we're talking about it before the show, talking about it before the show started. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And before I forget, yeah. I got to talk about, like, my major news, though. Oh, uh, what's your major news? Mountain Lions. Okay. There's a freaking Mountain Lions here in Wichita, Kansas. And last week it was when it was reported. It was on the other side of town. And I'm just thinking like, mm, whatever. Right. But then like two days ago, it was two streets down from our, our right. housing essentially, essentially half a mile from two, him. Two housing developments from us. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm, I'm a little shook up right now. He was frantically banging on my front door. Saying, let me in, let me in, let me in. <laughs> I did not do that, but I was. And then when he came in, he fell over, dripping sweat, <laughs> panting. <laughs> whatever. There's a mountain lion out there. Oh, uh, whatever. And I think that's the true reason why he was an hour late to my house today. Trust me. No, Because he was too scared to leave the house to go to his truck. Shut up. <laughs> he looked at my mom like, what if the mountain lion's out there? But it's crazy, though. Like, this is the first reported. Um, instance to where mountain lions have ever been in the city limits ever well that's crazy just use your hunting rifle and take it out don't have a hunting rifle that's there's your problem (laughs) what you need is an Mm. (laughs) ar-15 perfectly justifiable hunting rifle the only guns i have are the ones on my arms yeah those ones are uh kind of losing some of their power don't you think uh, you want to try it? I, can. I tried to bring you to the gym with me one time, and you were like, oh, it sounds good. And you're on the elliptical for 10 minutes, and you're like, I'm beat. See, see, that's that stuff right there. <laughs> Is it true? But if you talk about the weights that uh-huh. we put up, then you got to give well, me that. Uh, when did you put up the weight? It was, I don't know. We're talking two years ago now. No, I'm saying. Are you saying 20 years ago? No, when we went to the gym. Me and you. When we went to the gym. Me and you. Yes. You didn't touch a weight. When we did the tri pull downs. You didn't touch it. And I lifted it. the whole stack. You Are you out your freaking I mind? I think you're hallucinating. And you had a little plaque on it where somebody was like. Some oh, current. okay. Yep, yep. That's okay. Right. That's and right. I lifted the whole stack. You're right. All right. Come you on, did that one lift on your way out the no, door. No, I did, I did like a few of them. On your way out the, the door. With the top weight on the thing. Okay. I lifted the whole stack. Okay. Okay. I, I take it all back. All right. I take it back. Right. He came in from the elliptical room. He said, all right, are you done yet? Which is what you did say to me because I was in the middle of my lift. See, there you go. And then you sat down on the bench next to me, critiquing my form the entire time. Yeah. You walked over, did some tricep pull downs. And then you went, Jason, I really going to get to bed. If I don't go to bed now, I'm not going to hit the early bird special tomorrow at the diner. So I'm about to punch you. <laughs> All right, so for take, anybody, I gotta, I gotta take my. I know teeth y'all out. don't know my background, <laughs> but I am a certified teeth. personal trainer, <laughs> and so this dude is about to get whooped. <laughs> I gotta take my teeth out when I get home. Oh my god! I can't be here too long. <laughs> wow! This mountain lion's outside. We gotta get inside the house quick. All right. Well, anyway, we're spending too much time on this nonsense of yours. Oh, uh, I got one other bit of news. Uh, have you heard about the Gwyneth Paltrow controversy? No. So she has her own everyday household line, or maybe it's just candles or something, but she has mm-hmm. a candle line now. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to make sure I get the name of this candle right real quick. I just spoke with it. I kind of know what the name is. I just want to make sure I get it right. It's pretty funny. Yes. She has her own candle line that is now being sued because her candles spontaneously blow up. They can- 
spontaneously combust. Yes. Okay. Like they explode. Uh-huh. I don't know if it has something to do with the plastic she's using to encase the candle in or if she's putting tannerite in it or something. I don't heck? understand. The the flavor of the candle that it has reportedly exploded multiple times is called This Smells Like My Vagina. Nah. uh Yes. What the She heck? has a Oh, it's called her line is called Goop. Goop. That's her line or whatever. But yeah, she has a candle called This Smells Like My Vagina and it con- and it spontaneously combusts. Are you serious when right it's now? It's been lit for more than 3 hours. Oh, oh, oh. I do have some more news, man. Okay. Yeah, how can I forget this one? Yep. Did you watch 60 Minutes this week? No. All right. I don't so have cable. I did not know this. But I guess Congress mm-hmm. or the Senate has ordered the military within, I guess, um, in a few weeks, they have to uh, show what they know about UFOs. Oh, yeah. I read about that on the news a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, they gave them a month, mm-hmm. but I didn't know about this at the time. So it's only a couple of weeks from now. Um, Yeah, they they have to pass it over. and. I guess all of those videos that were released, yep. you know, that have been mm-hmm. declassified. I mean, they're legit and they're hopefully we'll find out something. Yeah. But when you say UFO, people have this predilection, you know, that it's always aliens. Oh, no. I mean, but could, UFO stands for unidentified flying. Object. Well, it can be Russian. Case, it can be Chinese. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. But yeah. what I'm trying to say is there was one that was hovering on water. Mm hmm. And it's like the size of an of an F sixteen. Okay. And it like was on the water. Yep. Then it took off at thirteen hundred or thirteen hundred miles an hour. That's pretty fast. That's pretty damn fast. To go from like just on the water yep. for them to try to intercept it and then it just takes like, off. Takes off on them. Hey. That's crazy, man. Could be and aliens. if it is, if it is Chinese or some other country, wow! Right. We need to, we need to get step up our game. That's all I'm saying. I'm sure our game's pretty well stepped up that we don't know about. Yeah, true, true. So I'll be interested Hell, to see how that might... all shakes out. But I'm always skeptical about it being aliens, you know, and whether if it is aliens, whether they're even gonna tell us. Mm-hmm. We can't even handle everyday news. We can't even handle which Kardashian does what. Right. How are we going to handle news about aliens? Well, shoot. I mean, think about it. We can't even get past the moon. I mean, we're barely making it to Mars. Right. And if an alien came, I mean, what what, what can we do? Uh, Hopefully it's like World War, wait, War of the Worlds, and they just get sick and die. Well. Allergic to our air or some shit like that. I don't know. It was something like that. I don't remember the movie too well. I never read the book either, but. Yeah. Or maybe they'll be peaceful like and that. help us travel to other planets, like the game that I'm playing, Mass Effect. I think uh, we're going to talk about something along the same lines of that later in this episode. Mm-hmm. So, you want to get started on Stowaway now? Mm-hmm. So, we'll probably cover this one pretty quick. So, Netflix movie, budget of 10 mil. It stars four people and four people only. <laughs> like, for real? Yeah, you got Anna Kendrick, Tony Collette, Daniel Kim, and... Shamir Anderson. I probably butchered his name wrong. It's fine. So it stars your three astronauts, Anna Kendrick, Tony Collett, and Daniel Kim, who are on a routine mission to Jupiter or something like that. It was to Mars. Was it Mars? Yeah. Okay. Some other planet. Routine, though. This happens, like, this mission takes place all the time in whatever future this is. Well, I didn't think that it was all the time. I think that they had some it's, supplies. It's a, it's a reoccurring mission. Right, yeah. that goes back and forth, back and forth, back and like so much so that the captain, this is like her third or fourth time mm-hmm. doing this mission. It's a pretty routine trip, um, which is faced with issues. One issue I just can't even get over. <laughs> so Daniel Kim's character, his job is to find a way to grow life on is it is it Mars? Grow life on yeah. Mars. Yeah, and Anna Kendrick's job is. Studying medicine. Yeah, well, she's like the medical doctor type right. person. Yeah. Well, they all have jobs. They're like on their three-year trip to Mars. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to just do research, essentially. His job's 
growing plants on Mars. Her job is, I think it's genetics or something like that, like gene manipulation, whatever it is. And they find out there's something wrong with the ship on their way there. And they actually allude to it pretty early. <laughs> and uh, if you can't guess it, there's a stowaway. The movie's called Stowaway. And they tell you early on, they're like, there's a little bit too much weight on the ship. And they didn't know why. Pretty stupid stowaway. So he's an engineer who fell asleep on the job or got knocked out while working on the ship. It looks like he got hurt. I'm confused because he was behind like a panel. Like they had mm-hmm. to take the panel out for him to fall down. Yeah. So No, that part was sort of crazy. Like why would he be behind the panel? So I'm confused whether there's like a vent he crawled down and you know, the thing on the panel you could see him. Yeah. Or if he got up in there and someone put the panel over him as a joke, went, ha 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 ha, I'm gonna get you, Shamir. And then <laughs> it, it would have been I wish that was one thing I thought about. It's like they should have done like a little uh flashback to how he got to there. how he got down there. Um, because it did not make sense. I, no. I, I was like, why would he be in the panel? Yeah, behind a wall panel or uh, ceiling panel. At or first, you know, I'm not going to lie. I thought he d- was intentional. So I thought, was, I thought he was trying to get on the ship. Because you find out his background. He's an engineer who has been applying mm-hmm. to be on this mission over and over and over Yeah, when again. I found that out is when I started thinking, like, well, did he do it on purpose? Oh, he did it on purpose. And yeah. then he sounds very remorseful. He sounds way too nice. He sounds way too eager to mm-hmm. help out. Like, he already knows their mission. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this guy studied for this. Mm-hmm. And he did not at any point. There was one point when he first wakes up from being knocked out or whatever, because he's injured. He uh, He's legit injured, yeah. Yeah. He wakes up. He kind of freaks out for a minute. Like, oh, my God, I'm on a spaceship to Mars. Because he saw I'm the- supposed to be home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he saw he saw the star the he was I forgot what it's called the starport where yeah. he could you could see he could see the planet mm-hmm. and he's like what the heck yep and he started freaking out yeah yeah he was like oh shit I'm not supposed to be here guys like this take me back home and so at first I was like okay maybe it's an accident but then as you start listening to him talk you're like maybe this wasn't an accident yeah but then ultimately becomes an accident well. Whatever he was working on, apparently his body was lodging was lodged in place so perfectly that it kept the system working to where moving him broke the system or something. And so now they didn't have their life support. Yeah, I didn't really grasp all of that. Right. So their big problem is they don't have enough food to get to Mars. Mm -hmm. And now they're running out of air. Yeah. And I guess this ship was made for two people. Yes. And they modified it, the mission to where three people could go on it. Barely. In the first place. Yep. So they were barely going to have enough resources to get them to and from. Yep. Um, and it, the plan was they I were going to get only, to Mars. Yes. And there was some supplies that were already there that they were supposed to grab to, for their back. way back. Yep. Yeah. And Shamir's character, I can't remember his name in the movie. Michael, maybe? That seems pretty basic but uh i'm gonna find it here in just a second michael i was right michael when michael is found there's not enough oxygen or food mm-hmm. so now they have to find a way to add more oxygen to the ship mm-hmm. and they have a few plans one is super risky mm-hmm. one would have to use daniel kim's research of mm-hmm. algae mm-hmm. which if it fails <laughs> his research is screwed and they have no oxygen yeah and the other one they could die yeah. So, um, they literally Daniel Kim's character and the captain have the same plan that Michael's character needs to kill himself to save them. Well, or they just—I don't know—vote somebody off the island. Yeah, is what they're thinking. He needs thinking. to get ejected or something. Yeah, they're gonna kill this guy essentially. Well, they gave him the choice, you know. Well, it was really only one of them gave. Him <laughs> yeah, the, he gave him. He gave him like a sedative. He said, you take this, it'd be painless. Um, you can, because he wasn't supposed to say anything. Right. They were supposed to have 10 days to, like, try to figure something else out. A solution, yep. But he was like, I'm running out. Of, he he didn't want to ruin his research and right and all of that, you know, basically turning the algae into oxygen. Yep. But 
yeah, it wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And so he knew it wasn't going to work. Yep. And yeah, so he tells him. Now, the one thing that did bother me about this whole thing, and I'm just going to stop here. Didn't it happen so fast to where they were already running out of oxygen? If this trip was supposed to take so, like, to go to Mars is how long? Mm -hmm. Three years? Two years. Two years. Why are they running out of oxygen so fast, though? They said him being on there, right? He's breathing in oxygen now. So now you got to account for an extra guy breathing in the oxygen. So that's going to cut it down a little bit, right? But then you have to account for the system that he broke was now bleeding carbon dioxide Mm. into the ship. And carbon dioxide, you know, kills the oxygen. So, or something like that. That's what they're saying. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, it still was pretty fast because it's pretty, you know, early in the trip, the Mm -hmm. voyage. And I'm like, how are you out of oxygen already? If you're supposed to have a supply for three, three know, years, three years, two years, whatever it is. Right. Well, yeah, whatever the date is. Yeah. Um. Well, then when they think, all right, if Michael kills himself, problem solved, you know, we'll live. Well, then they figured out that uh, with the algae dying, that now two people have to die for the ship to be saved. And essentially they're like, no, that's not going to work. So what we're going to do is we're going to go whatever their ship was a weird contraption. Yeah. It was like, yeah, this weird pendulum swing with one real weighted side Mm -hmm. and then the ship and the weight kind of just swings the ship in a forward momentum to where it just travels. And at the end of the counterweight, is a giant tank of oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. It's either for Mars or it's for the ship. But for some reason, this giant tank of oxygen mm-hmm. is not connected at all to the rest of the ship. To the main part of the ship. So they would have to climb the half a mile to this counterweight to grab the oxygen, put it in tanks, and bring it back to survive and with doing that they have to spacewalk they have to spacewalk and it's a two-man job mm-hmm. so zoe's character and anna kendrick's character zoe and the captain not the captain because the captain broke her arm or something like that and kim's character they go and then out of nowhere this is where the movie really starts to fall apart a radiation cloud solar flare that's what it was called, solar flare. Yeah, that shows up. And it's like, you didn't see that on your readings at all? Well, the alarm goes off and says yeah. that it was going to hit. They gave them like some like time period. Like 10 minutes. Something yeah, stupid. Was, like Yeah, real short. They should have known well ahead of that. You Or you would think yeah, they would have known. We don't know how space works, but yeah, you would think. Uh, essentially speaking... Zoe goes back for the last bit of the oxygen, and in doing so, she is killed by the radiation, but she saves the rest of the team. And that's pretty much how it goes. But yeah, and then this is the other part. I don't know if you caught this, but I don't know if the time is like super, if going like super fast forward or what, Mm -hmm. because as she was dying and she was sitting outside and you could see her suit deteriorating yeah. and her her face getting apparently off. solar flares are pretty tough or whatever it yeah. was whatever space but as she storm it was, was doing that and after she saved them by getting those tanks there yeah where she's facing what do you see in the horizon was it mars yeah that fast well they so did the time just i mean they never explained it was probably just this. movie filming yeah you know genius you know, yeah. visual stuff. So basically, but. they're almost too, or I'm not going to say almost, because it can look like you're almost there, but you really might be millions of miles away right. still. But still, you can see Mars. Yeah. The time is kind of weird in this movie. So when they find Michael, I feel like three days had gone by. Didn't it feel like a couple of days had gone by mm-hmm. on the ship? Because they had slept, exercised, ate, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she accidentally, the captain accidentally finds Michael in this yeah. back wall panel. So, I don't know. I'm very confused by that. So, was he bleeding up there in the panel for three days? 
and well, she survived. Saw the, she saw the drip of blood. Right. And that's how she, why she opened the panel in the first place. Right. But like, how long was he up there? Was it no, one day, three know. days, whatever? I, you don't know. Because if he had been up there for three days, I feel like he would have just starved himself to death. Or you would have thought and that bled. somebody would have saw blood before then, too. Or, you know, you do like a fucking routine check of the ship before it takes off. Right. Or like, oh, we had eight engineers working on the ship. Can we account for all eight people? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's one employee at work who would been like, I hey, haven't seen Michael, Michael since yeah, he got on the ship. Yeah. Super weird. Yeah. Oh, let me backtrack, though. There was a, a scene. It was part of when they went, when they were climbing and doing the little spacewalk yep. to the pendulum. Um, Anna Kendrick's character made it down. She got the... Um, and she was the, really the only one that was truly trained on how to to climb. Yes. Because the other person's character was not, was a novice. Well, because Michael and, had no... Yeah. He had no reason to have had yes. to do it, you know, at he the He wasn't outset. very fit either. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, she she gets down there. But the crazy part was the panel, she opens the, the little section that had the oxygen and it just flies mm-hmm. like flies off and i'm saying like um would that happen like that would the panel fly off like that yeah i think so yeah. oh so when the the door of the oxygen tank if you will when it, she opened it and then it just it, went it phew. fell i think it would because remember the ship is spinning super fast mm. so like to her it looked like it just fell straight down but I would think momentum-wise, it actually flew away at like 500 miles um, per plus hour. Plus, they're moving. Yes. So, yeah, so they're constantly spinning the entire time. Yeah. And I do think, and of course I'm not an expert in this at all, but I think the idea that things just float in space mm-hmm. is a misconception to things. I, I personally feel, because that counterweight is spinning in like a 360 motion, the door should have spun or should have flew away in a 360 motion. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what threw me off a little bit. It's like that part just... I'm sure in like a year or so, some specialist will watch this and he'll make a video about it on YouTube. Yeah. It'd be like one out of ten. They didn't do it right or something. Mm. I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird. I always thought it was really weird that like, you know, it's supposed to be a vacuum in Mm -hmm. space. But when she opens up the pipe for the oxygen, it leaks out like yeah. a normal plumbing pipe, mm-hmm. I would feel like it would explode the pipe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Not I'm an not expert about this stuff. So I don't know these things. Uh, did you know this movie was filmed back in 2019 in Germany? This mm. movie has been sitting on the shelf for a while prior to well, Netflix's again, COVID, ascertaining of COVID it. COVID prevented a lot of stuff from happening. Right. So, uh, But I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad. This is... A decent movie to watch just to pass some time, you know? Yeah, it was pretty short. I I want to say it was about an hour and a half. Well, for what it was, I'm glad it was short. Actually, I'm, I'm, that's not true. It was two hours. Was it two hours? It was an hour and 56. It didn't feel like that. No, it didn't. Um, I think, though, for what it was, it wasn't bad. You know, I thought good things of it. I think the acting was pretty good for the most part. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I just wish there was more explanation about <laughs> the turn of events and why they happened the way they did. Yeah. Well, they literally only showed those four characters in this whole movie. They didn't show. That's a great way to save money on the budget. Heck yeah. And, um, budget of 10 mil. Like they reference Michael's Easy. sister mm-hmm. who he was the guardian of. Yep. You never see her face. You never, you never see anything. You don't even see a picture of her. Nope. They do a very good job of. Really keeping this short. Mm-hmm. Short to the point. Yeah. It, yeah. Short to the point. Uh, They don't waste a lot of time with like bullshit mm-hmm. backstory and stuff like that. They just yeah. go, these are three astronauts and now there's a fourth guy who's on the ship. And how do they deal with that? How are they going to survive? Yes. Well, they don't. Because Anna Kendrick. I knew was, she was going to die. She was probably the fi- the best character in that show. She was the main character. It was definitely focused around her. Mm-hmm. And the captain, she's in charge of the ship. Kim's, he's he, he's really invested in his work. And she was invested. And they in, reference his 
family. Yes. Know? He's a family man. Oh, know? that's right. He's a husband or whatever with yeah. kids. Uh, but her whole stick to her character is that she just wants to help people. Mm-hmm. And so her entire motive is just making sure they don't screw over Michael kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so she's the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. And that's what she ended up being. She was a protector because when she found out that they were trying to get rid of Michael, She's like, there's got to be another way. Mm-hmm. We need to try to find another way. Yep. And she was all about trying, doing her part. And ultimately, like you said, she sacrificed herself. And it is what it is. The movie ended with her gazing into the Mars, approaching Mars. Um, it was crazy. She should have held her breath for a few more days. <laughs> they would have been there. Right. But, all right, you, uh, I'm going to give it a score of probably six. Five six. Mm, I say five. Yeah. And so it's it's worth the watch. It's not worth the watch. I would watch it if you want to just if you have two hours of waste. This is a movie for you. I'll give it a. S- but there are better movie, space movies out there. Yeah. But for a newer movie, mm-hmm. um, being that there's not a lot of releases during this COVID, I mean it's worth the watch. You know. Right. So with that. I think we're going to start on our next topic of the show, mm-hmm. Invincible. Yes. Uh, for those that haven't watched Invincible, it's an eight-part series on, or sorry, eight-episode season one on Amazon right now uh, with two seasons coming up. Yeah, they announced They're, it, like, right after I binged it. Yes. They announced that there's two more seasons. Yeah. And it's, uh, um, and it's based off of an Image Comics, Invincible. Uh, it is a comic. By uh, Robert Kirkland. Who also did Walking Dead. Yes. Kirkman. That's right, not Kirkman. Kirkman. Yeah, the creator of Walking Dead is the person that did this. And so what it is, it's kind of a parody on the superhero genre. A little Uh, bit. I wouldn't say parody. A A homage. A different take. Yeah. While fitting every trope you can think of, but also flipping it on his head. So you have your Batman. You have a Superman. You have a Wonder Woman. You have an Aquaman, mm-hmm. you have a Flash, a Martian Manhunter, and then some weird invisible, like Vision slash yeah, Martian Hunter. Yeah, multiple man. Yeah, multiple man, but in this case, a multiple woman. Yes. So you have like all these same characters, and it's pretty basic. The Hulk. <laughs> yeah, you have your, you start off with your Justice League, who are your run-of-the-mill, save-the-day kind of people, right? Save the world every day, take care of people. And they're literally the same exact people. It's Wonder Woman slash Thor. It's yeah, Batman. Yeah, like, no lie. It's exactly. Apparently, Abraham Lincoln is also the Superman. Did you catch that at the very end? Well, he was the. He does his flashback. Well, that was, you know who it is, right? It's like Vandal Savage. Yes, it was the, I forget what his name is. Immortal. Was. Immortal, there So you he's go. a caveman who got his powers, and mm-hmm. he lives forever. Well, he ended up being Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a weird thing they did. Yeah, yeah. They just threw that in there. Like, he, he'll die, but he'll always come back. Yes. Uh, well, in the background, you have the main superhero of the show, uh, Omni-Man. Mm-hmm. And he's an alien. He's like- their Superman. Exactly. He came from another planet just like Superman. Yes. And he has all of the powers of Superman. Uh, some of the powers. He's super strong, and he can fly. Super fast. He's super fast in flight. That's it. Because he can't shoot lasers. He doesn't have any weaknesses. He doesn't run fast. He just flies. Well, they haven't shown him. He hadn't. Ha- he hasn't had it run. He doesn't go as fast. Well, no, he has super. No, because the super, the fa- the Flash character. Yep. He caught him. Remember, he his reaction. He uh, caught him. Yeah. So he has right. super speed, just like that dude had. It's fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he is their Superman from another planet. Mm-hmm. But he has ulterior motives. And this don't don't give me the this isn't spoilers because this happens in the first episode. No, I know, but what I'm saying is he has a son. Go, yes, let's go with the son first. He has a son with an Earth woman, mm-hmm. and his son learn gets his powers. It's like sky high kind of right. The son's mm-hmm. trying to get his powers kind of thing to impress his dad, and his powers are event- essentially what his dad's powers are: strength, flight, super, and you know, invulnerable. And he calls himself. Invincible. I like uh, how they at the every episode they do this. It was neat. So every time he's about to say his name, it would cut to the the title card. Yes. And they splash blood. 
yeah. over. Oh, yeah. First off, do not watch this with your children in the room. Oh, yeah. This isn't, like, overly, overtly sexual by any means, but it's super violent and super gory. Graphic gory. Yes. Yes. Now, there's some sexual overtones and stuff like that in the show, but nothing crazy or yeah, obscene. Yeah, there's no nudity or anything. Right. But, boy, is it violent. And nothing is more violent than the end of the first episode. Mm-hmm. And what's that? What All happens? Right. So, basically, Omni-Man goes, goes to, like, the Hall of, their version of the Hall of Justice. Yes. To meet up with the other heroes. He's not a part of their group because he's, he likes to be a solo hero. But then they get there, and you think that you don't know what's going on. They're like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. To Omni-Man, since he keeps turning down their offer of being a member. Right. And then he just commences to He commits him. genocide. He kills every single member. Yes. Like brutally, brutally ripping their heads off. Oh, he he cracks the Wonder War Woman, who's essentially Wonder Woman and Thor mixed. He cracks her head so fast it spins it backwards, mm-hmm. or completely in a three sixty. Like he this, crushes Flash's head. Yes, and that's the part where I told you when Flash tried to attack him, he caught him because he's so fast. Yeah, that he was pretty much like, you can't do nothing to me. Yep, and he like destroyed the Flash character, the Aquaman character, who's yep. like a little merman. It's, it's a fish. Yeah, yeah, it's he ridiculous. He decimated their team to and bloody so, pulps. You know this happens in the first episode, and the rest of the show is the government trying to figure out who killed the Guardians of the Globe, but they kind of know it was Omni Man the entire time because he was found at the scene. But he was just like, I don't know who attacked us. Somebody got us. Well, and he was, he appeared to be out himself, and he yes. was bloody. Yep. So they thought that he got jumped too. Yes. And, um, but I guess you should have caught. We should have caught it when he took his suit. Right. Um, well, yeah. I mean, when he was like, "I need my suit. Don't keep my suit." Yeah. Uh. Well, all the while, Mark is learning how to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. He's wow. going through trials and tribulations, learning his powers, getting his ass whooped, having he, some triumphs. He does nothing but get his ass whooped in this show. Oh my gosh. He's he, only had a few he only had a few victories. <laughs> yes. And most of them are other people helping him. Mm-hmm. He gets his ass beat a lot. For a guy called Invincible. <laughs> and he does he's not like truly invincible because he almost dies mm-hmm. almost every single time. Uh but his job is just getting his ass handed to him. Over and over again. All the while, he's learning everything, and then you're trying to figure out why Omni-Man is doing what he's doing. Uh, so what you learn is Omni-Van is here to just take over Earth. Oh, yes. So like in episode... Was Seven? It? Seven or eight. Is that when he told his son? Yeah. He finally tells his son, like his son, like uh, when... And this, his mom, during this time, Mark's character, his the who's the main character? Yes, his mom, um, Debbie. Debbie was like starting to get suspicious. Yes, and she found the bloody costume in the hiding spot that Omni Man had put it in, and went and took it to get examined. Mm-hmm. And they found out that the blood belonged to the to the people, the guardians, all the other guardians. And then she started, and then she was told. The Omni-Man did it. Yes. And she definitely started suspecting him being evil. Um, and <laughs> during all of this, she, um, Mark, you know, of course, is, you know, worships his dad. He sees his dad getting beat up by somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, it was, who was it? It was. It was a giant lizard. No. No, not that part. It wasn't the giant lizard yet. Talking about Immortal? Immortal came back. No, the lizard was already there. Him and Mark were fighting the lizard together. Yes. Cthulhu, if you will. Yeah. And in the background, there's like other side stories going on and stuff, and mm-hmm. they're kind of minor in the big scope of things. But in one of the side stories, Immortal, like kind of the Superman of their world, of the Guardians. He's, he's the one. Yeah, he's like, he was like a lesser Superman, I yes. would say. He's the one that was Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. 
um, he comes back to life, and he's pissed. He's like, where's Omni-Man? Yeah, because he, he knows went. he tried to kill him. Mm-hmm. And this is when Omni-Man is outed as the villain. Yeah, yeah. at this time, they know that he is. Because mm-hmm. when he shows up to fight Omni-Man, the news are all there and everything, and they witness it. Uh-huh. And all this time, Mark is like, what is going on? Well, he didn't see it. He arrives on the scene to the fight. Mm-hmm. Like, he sees his dad and, and, and Vince, he sees Om- Omni-Man and, and uh, Immortal fighting. And he sees his dad kill <laughs> kill Immortal again. Yep. And, and then uh, omni it ends with, that episode ends with, he says, we need to talk after he cuts him in half. Yeah. Did, did he rip his head off in that one? No, he just cut him in half at yeah. his waist. Yeah, he cuts him in half. And then he tells Mark that they need to talk. Next episode starts right there, mm-hmm. and he pretty much tells them the truth. Yeah. His previous story that he had always told Mark was that he came from a planet that was a utopian planet that, to where everything was perfect, they all had superpowers, and they made a, a little committee to where they picked pick people to go to other planets to be their saviors. Yep. And he was he picked as the Earth's savior. Yes. So his that, job is to come to Earth yes. and kind of push us in the right direction of being a utopia. Yes. And then, but then when he's telling Mark, he says, no, I really do come from that planet. I forget what it started. It started Viltramite. with a huh? Viltramite. Viltramite. Yeah. He says, I, I really come from it. And we really, we were a war-torn planet. Well, we fought each other and the, the strongest survived. And now we made it. We conquer other planets they're, to make an, an empire. empire. And so Omni-Man was sent to Earth to take over Earth to yep. make it join its empire. Yes. And and now since Mark has his powers, he wants them to join them. And that's why he killed the other Guardians so that they could start taking over Earth. Yep. And since Mark has powers, they could do it together. Yes. And I think where he messed up was Omni-Man for his plan. Yeah. He raised him as a human. Yeah. He should have raised him as a Viltramite yeah. whose job it was to take over the planet. Uh-huh. That would you can indoctrinate a kid easily. Yeah. If you raised him his entire life telling him, like, hey man, you're gonna be the next Hitler along with me. Yeah. It's gonna be cool, we're gonna take over the planet, everything's fine. Well the issue was he raised Mark as a good kid. Yeah. Who who only helps people yeah. to a fault. And so Mark would is not going along with his plan. Oh, oh well, and and then he's like, "What about? So you were gonna take over this planet? What about me? What about mom?" And he pretty much tell he tells Mark, he says, "You do you love mom?" And then Omni Man tells Mark that, "I love your mom like a pet." Oh my! Well, because at this point is when you learn that his species can live for thousands of years. Yeah, and so <laughs> the mom dying in eighty years is. Like nothing, yeah. For him. But pretty much, but to hear it and the news, like the government's said, watching. Yes, and well, and the news helicopters are there too. Yep. Um, like you had mentioned earlier, so the mom heard this too. Yep. So I mean, and that's when he said that. That's when Mark was like, he just punched Omni Man. So Mark's thing you learn throughout the series is that when he gets angry, he gets angry. And so I thought that was a Viltramite quality. Because you see Omni-Man get angry a lot in the show and kind of like unleash and go crazy kind of thing. Um, and Mark does it a few times throughout the series. When he sees the, guardi- uh, the new Guardians of the Globe get their ass kicked, he gets crazy mad and beats the shit out of everyone. His dad saying whatever, he beats the shit out of him. He has moments throughout the show that he just gets angry but, and unleashes. Um, but after... Because since then, I've been yeah. reading the comics. That's actually not it. Um, Omni-Man, Viltramites are supposed to be focused mm-hmm. and in control at all times. They're not supposed to be emotional. They're not supposed to get attached. Um, right, but Mark and, is half human, so he might have those qualities of but getting he has angry. But he has the passion and the anger. Yeah. And the Viltramites don't have that. And they're supposed to be fighting machines at all times yes and they can figure out a fight just like that Mm -hmm. you know and and they're super focused 
and they try not to let their emotions get the best of them. Try not to. Yes. And they, but they're calculating. So like if they get beat up, they can figure out Mm -hmm. a way to conquer their foes, you know? Well, that's shown in the first episode when he attacks the the guardians of the globe. Mm -hmm. So Red Rush or the Flash, essentially, he is saving all the other guardians. Every time Omni-Man goes to attack one of them, he just runs over there and pushes them. And mm-hmm. Omni-Man can't do anything. Well, then Omni-Man's like, I gotta take out the Flash. Mm-hmm. I kill him, they have no defense against me. And that's essentially True. what happened. Yeah. Uh, so he is calculating, and he is uh, methodical in his actions. Mm-hmm. The ends always justify the means for oh, this guy. What about the, the when they were fighting, Mark and Omni-Man were fighting, and, and Mark went to save those people? Mm-hmm. And he saved, went to save that lady from that building. Well, first he saves a pilot. Yes. He saves an F-16 oh my pilot. Gosh, that was crazy. And he's like, oh, thank you, Invincible. Well, while that happens, Omni-Man shows up and just punches his head in, just caves it in. Yeah. Just, and he's like, why'd you do that? To show you these humans mean nothing. Yes. They will die in front of you, and there's not a thing you can do to help them. Just yes. join me. And he... The train scene. The train scene. So that's a real brutal one. He gets him into a subway of Chicago, and he picks up Invincible, and a subway's coming, subway train, and he just puts him in front of the train. Oh, he's Invincible, so it's just going to go right through him, and sure enough, it does. The train gets ripped in half, and the thousands of people on this train are all decimated, torn in half, and Mark is just sitting there watching it happen because it's him tearing them in half and he can't yes. do anything because his dad's so much stronger and just holding them there and you, you sort of find out um well i don't think i think uh i'm not sure but i guess they get more powerful as they get older as they get older they get more powerful and they age slower mm-hmm. so they kind of like benjamin button disease except as they get older they just like their 21st birthday year 21 lasts Two forever. years for them, and then age 22 lasts last three years for them, and age 24, you know, it just keeps going that way. But it probably decades for them, I mean. Right. To a point, once they hit like 100, the year 100 takes a decade, or a year 102 yeah. takes two decades, or yeah. whatever it is. Like, they live for thousands and thousands of years mm-hmm. as a species. Uh, so what I like about this is, all the while, while they're doing this whole subplot, or this main plot of Omni-Man taking over the planet and Mark learning his powers, they kind of fit in small little storylines that make you ask big questions as like, who's really a criminal and who's not a criminal? Yes. So you got Titan, mm-hmm. uh, who's a family man just trying to take care of his family, but he has to work for a warlord or a crime lord to make that happen. Uh, and then you got Mark trying to balance regular school life with being a superhero. Uh, Adam Eve, who's like a, a high school superhero that goes to school with Mark, learning how to deal with her parents and be a superhero, but not be a big time superhero unless she really wanted to be, but help out the little man. There's a lot of little small stories going on. And then her boyfriend, who's yeah. like the most arrogant dude, right? Cheating on her with <laughs> with the girl that can duplicate herself. Yeah, having Menage. Twas or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. So there's a lot going on in the show, but not a lot going on at the same time. Yeah. And it's pretty neat execution of how that all plays out. Uh, what I would also say is this show has some amazing voice actors. Yeah. And one thing that I can see in this show that I really liked and appreciated was um they have like very diverse styling in it. I mean, uh, okay. So the styling, I thought, right, the art, art style. You mean? No, 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 no. Diverse, like cat, like uh, characters. Oh, the characters are very diverse. I mean, right. you have, you have like gay. His best friend's gay. Yep. Um, girlfriend's black. Girlfriend's black. Mom's Asian. Yeah, mom. Yeah, his mom's Asian. Dad's white. Yeah, I mean, it's they kind of hit. Diverse. They kind of hit all of it, right? Yeah, and and you know, and it just shows. It was just showing like the world was more diverse mm-hmm. in that part. So, the cast though is huge. Mm-hmm. You have Stephen Wynn as Invincible. He's from Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you have J.K. Simmons plays Omni Man, which is perfect. He looks like him. Too. Yep, <laughs> Omni Man Z- looks Zay-Z like him. Zay Beats is the girlfriend. Amber, yeah. Seth Rogen, yeah. Mark Hamill, yeah, uh, Sandra O. Oh. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill is the costume creator. Nuh-uh. Yes, the one that makes their costume. Yeah, you didn't hear it. I now I get it. Yeah, I mean. Sandra O. Oh is the mother. Mm-hmm. Jason Mantzokas is Rex Blode. Uh, Walter Goggins is Cecil. You remember him from Ant-Man? Yeah. Uh, Zachary Quinto from Heroes. He's the robot. Okay. Uh, you got Clancy Brown. He plays Dark Blood, the demon. And that's really it for Big Act. Oh, Justin Rowland, who people know from uh, Rick and Morty. He, ca- he just plays a giant douchebag at the college. Mm. But it's a huge cast. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's good. I mean, yes. the art style is good, too. The art style is kind of cheap, but that was on purpose because of the cheap budget. Well, I mean, it, the art style matches the comic. I mean. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I wouldn't expect anything else from it, you know? Right. Ultimately, though, the show is quite good. And yeah. it's already been given two more seasons, and that's for good reason. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to do well. From um, I will tell you this. Like I said, I, I started reading Oh, and it. then Marashala Ali is also in it. Yes. He's tightened. Um, the one thing I will say is after I've been reading the comics, and this does follow the comics a lot, like mm-hmm. a lot, except it skips things in different orders, you know? Right. So, like, some of what season one had are actually, like, in parts, later parts, mm-hmm. like part yeah. six for one thing. I mean, but it's it's crazy. Uh, oh, and Ezra Miller's also in this. I did not know that prior to today. Who is he? Uh, D.A. Sinclair, the guy that makes the robot people. Oh, that weird ass? Yeah, the weird dude. Okay. Weird Loki looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, and Lauren Cohen is also in it. She's in uh, Walking Dead. She's Maggie. Uh, oh, Mag? Yeah, she plays a war woman. Oh, she's one of my favorite characters. Oh, she died. Right away. War Woman. Remember, she's the one that had the hammer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got the shit kicked out of her. Oh, no, I was thinking of uh, the one that turned into the Hulk-like girl. That's Monster Girl. Yeah, I like her. That's my favorite one. Yes, Monster Girl. Um, Yeah, there's some pretty interesting characters in this show. That's the Benjamin Button character. That's the true Benjamin Button character. <laughs> That's one I guess we didn't talk about. So Monster Girl, she is like the Hulk, except every time she goes from Bruce Banner to the Hulk, she ages a week younger yeah. every time. And she can do it on command. She doesn't, like, Hulk out, you know, and lose control. But it tur- but she turns into a male character. <laughs> a male Hulk character. But yeah. she's a she's a female woman. Yeah. So she's actually, like, 28 years old, but yeah. she's 12. Now she looks 12, yeah. Because every time she turns into monster she man or whatever, she de-ages. Yeah. So, interesting story. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of interesting side plots going on in this show. And for those that have not seen it, and if you're still listening, I would definitely say go watch the show. Mm-hmm. We didn't really give the ending yet. So. Kind of, but not really. Not really. There's a so. lot to come from it, and there's two more seasons to come. So, yeah. yep. Yeah. It's a definite watch. Right. I would say it's like one of my favorite series that I've watched this year. It's it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, though, I would say watch that. And we're probably going to mm-hmm. move on to end the show. And right now, I'd give that a nine if we were oh, rating yeah. it. It's hard to rate a show on its first season, though, so I'm going to wait to give another season. Yeah, but for this season one, it was what good. I've seen. It was good. Definitely a nine at least. So yeah. with that, I watched the season Twice, technically. I'm watching it. Naomi walks in episode two, right? She sits down, watches two and three with me. And then I'm watching episode four the next day. Bad day at work. She comes home, changes my TV show halfway through my episode. Ooh, made me mad, right? I left, whatever, no big deal. And then I watch six, five and six, and I go to watch seven, and she's like, you're not watching that show without me, are you? <laughs> Well, yeah, I started the show without you. I'm mm. going to finish it without you. And she said, well, I want you to watch it with me. So I had to restart the show and watch it again. But ultimately, it's a good show, so I don't really mind. So it's funny because I, I watch some of these shows, and I think this is one of them. And 
like I was watching it, you know, and I was watching like in the morning because right. you know, I'm a third, I work third shift and your mom was laying down and I was watching it. I fell asleep. And then I, the next day I tried to pick it up from where I left off. And she's like, you already saw that. I already saw this. And she, I guess she had watched. Yeah, she had watched it without you. Yeah, she kept watching it. Apparently, that's terrible. But but no, Naomi made me rewatch the show a few times. Yeah, well, I mean yeah. twice, which is fine because it was a good show. Oh, uh, outside of that though, I haven't really watched a whole lot this last two weeks. Yeah, that I can um, remember. Well, I've well, I had watched that previous to that, but um, what did I watch? Oh, I watched a show on Netflix called Jupiter's Legacy. <sighs> It's not bad. I read some of the comic. It's not bad. It's not bad. I hear I hear it's terrible. It's it's not terrible by any means. It, I lo- it's worth the watch. Do they it's follow not invincible, the comic? but it's pretty darn good. Do they follow the comic pretty well though? I have no I I've never watched you, read you, the comic. You never read read it? No. So it's like Mr. Utopia, right? Mr. and Mrs. Utopia and the the whole family on the island, right? Well, they get their powers from the island. Yes. Well, aliens. But they have flash, flashbacks to the yeah. 1920s. 20s or 30s, some yeah. crap like that. Like yeah. right before the stock market crash and yes. all of that. Okay. I read some of the comic. I heard the show's not that good. It's good. It's Is fun. it? Yeah. Your mom actually watched a lot with me, too. I'll, I'll have to give it a shot. No, nah, give it a shot. It's it's worth it. I'm, I'm we'll not see. saying it's invincible good, but it's pretty darn good. Okay. I I was probably gonna give it a shot one of these days, but I've heard pretty bad things about it. Uh, James has told me pre- bad things about it. People nah, it's, on Reddit it's fine. have the only thing that on I it. would say is I wish the costumes were better, but they kind of funky looking. They look janky. They look like you know, like when you buy superhero costumes at yeah. Walmart for yep. your kids. They're sort of like that. But, okay, but that's it. I mean. Special effects, I think, are good. Everything's good. It's just costumes are sort of weird. Yeah, I gotta give it. I'll probably give it a bit bigger shot. Uh, I haven't really watched anything else, so I'm good to end this episode if you are. Mm. So, you said that you've been playing Mass Effect? Oh, yeah, as far as gaming, yeah. The Mass Effect Legendary Edition came out. Yeah. Uh, You were talking about it the last episode we recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, I went ahead and jumped on that. I'm on Mass Effect, Mass Effect 1 still. I'm not very far. I'm, I'm, that's where I'm at. I'm on 1. I'm still on the Citadel the first time around. But I'm oh. kind of doing everything as I go. Uh, so, so I've, yeah, I made it to where I'm doing some of the side missions because I'm trying right. to beef up my stats before I start right. hitting the main plots. But, yeah. It looks good. They, they remastered did rework it. the Mako. Did they? Oh, the controls. I mean, that's one of the things they talked about before it came out. Right. They redid it. It's not as crazy and wonky. That's good. So when you have to drive all over the planet, right. it's it's not bad. So the control is a lot better better so far. A little bit janky with weapon switching. It's only for Mass Effect 1. I heard 2 is and 3 are way more crisp. Okay. So as far as weapon switching and that menu interaction, kind of shitty. But the game looks awesome. Mm-hmm. You can skip the elevator scenes now. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a big thing for me because those elevator scenes took up like three hours of gameplay yeah. for one playthrough. And then um, the other cool thing is uh, in the past you were restricted with the weapons that you could, could use. Yes, I had noticed that. Everybody can use any weapon. Yeah, because I'm an adept. Uh-huh. So I'm the technology and soldier mix. Mm-hmm. I'm only supposed to be using snipers and pistols. Mm-hmm. But I have access to assault rifles and shotguns. And I was like, oh, that's different. I'm not supposed to have access to these. So I did notice that difference. And they added cover right. to the well, areas. They, they already had a cover. But the cover system was weak compared to oh, 2 and 3. Gotcha. So they improved it to make it oh. run seamlessly with 2 and 3. So. I also heard the whole, the whole thing run seamlessly from character to character mm-hmm. to character. Before, it used to be Mass Effect 2 and 3 talked to each other. And Mass Effect 1 didn't talk to the rest. Right, mm-hmm. but now they all three talk to each other, mm-hmm. and neat. Mm-hmm. And you get all forty DLCs. Oh, they had so, forty DLCs. Yes, my well gosh. between all three games, right? So all forty, insane. Yeah, so all of the DLCs are in it, so you get all the extra weapons, the extra right. armor, right. everything, right. characters, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yep. I, I'm I am quite excited. 
Yeah. I think the games are really good. I'm trying to get Naomi to play them with me, like on her own or whatever, her own little run through. I think she'd really like it. But good space opera. Yes, it, it, that that's something that could uh, they could make a movie of. I'd rather than not. No, yeah, me too. But I'm just so saying. the the trilogy's good. I mean, when they branched out to Andromeda, look how shitty it was. I think if they're gonna make a TV show or a movie about it. It should be about Anderson and his past. Yeah, because there's a lot going on pre. Mm-hmm. Reapers, right? So we yeah. that's a talk for another day. Yeah. But with that, uh thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode of the Recreational Critics Podcast. Uh just find us on Twitter and Facebook at RecreationCritics or email us at recreationalcritics at gmail dot com. And uh go Red Sox, right? Boo. Yep. Then I think they're still number one. Well in the MLB you know what right I, now. This is the NBA playoff time. Right. Um go Steph Curry. I knew you were going to say that. No, I'm just saying, like, I mean, the, the dude's playing crazy out of his mind right now. Isn't he always playing crazy? Well, I mean, they did lose to the Lakers last second shot by LeBron, but right. some garbage. But anyway. Well, all I know is that my team is not good. So They're all right. Your boy had 50 points the other They're night. fine. They're at a 500% win rate. That's not good. I'm talking, oh, I thought you were talking about the Celtics. I am talking about Celtics. No, I'm t- but the, for the playoffs, fuck Tatum. Tatum just scored fifty points for y'all. They're on a losing streak. They Man, have lost the last game. They're going to be good. I doubt it. They're not the Nets for the Eastern Conference. The Brooklyn Nets. Uh, whatever. Oh, you know the Nets are killing. I don't it. want Harden to win. I hate Harden. Oh, you're just being a hater now. Well, anyway, we're talking sports again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We do this too much. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Have a good one. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye.